Good morning, everybody. It is so good to be with you again. We've been the past two weeks. We've been talking about persistent faith, and uh, but we've also been looking as an introduction to that subject how the enemy persists in using this thing called the pile-up technique. He puts us under pressure. This goes wrong, and this goes wrong, and this, and then we start running all over the place, and in that process we kind of lose sight of a lot of things in terms of our faith and how to trust God and, and he robs us of our peace and so much takes place. And so we're going to continue with this subject and today we, we, we are going to wrap up in terms of what the enemy does and start transiting into how uh, we can exercise persistent faith in order to wear down the, de the devil's uh, attack. Remember that persistence wears out resistance. So when the enemy resists us by being persistent in his, in his attacks against us, we resist him by being persistent in our faith. So now from today, uh, we're going to start looking as to how do we resist uh, the enemy. The first scripture I want to read is found in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Then verse 9 says this, Resist him. Remember, this is now, we're transiting into understanding the how. Resist him, steadfast in the faith. Steadfast. You see, one of the things that uh, I think it's James who talks about, he says, you can't be a yo-yo Christian. I call it a yo-yo Christian. One day you believe, the next day you doubt. Then one day you believe, the next day you doubt. James says you won't receive anything from the Lord if you doubt. And so we've got to understand that resisting and fighting the devil is a star steadfast thing. Being, so Paul writes, he says, resist him, steadfast, steadfast. We are steadfast until when? Until we get the results. So we keep pressing in, amen? Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You know, resisting and fighting a good fight is not pleasant to the flesh. I don't want to wake up every day having to fight. But you know what? The enemy is relentless. When he's picked on you, he's going to be relentless because he doesn't want you to accomplish something that God wants you to accomplish. Yeah. And so he's going to be steadfast and persistent in resisting you. You know, Sometimes resisting the enemy steadfast in the faith is a daily occurrence. It's not necessary. We found in our ministry that there are seasons where we know we are under attack. Our church, our ministry, our personal lives are under attack. Isn't it so? And we know it by the Spirit of God. We know it. And during that period, however long it takes, we've got to be steadfast in the faith. We've got to believe and remain there no matter what we see, no matter how hard the fighting is. Because the enemy will fight us. And he can be persistent as well as we've seen the past two weeks. He's always our adversary. Always. He never is our friend. Never believe the enemy is on your side. No, he's not. So our resistance must include insisting on our covenant with God. We've got to insist on that covenant 
until we get the promise from the Lord. So we've got to insist, we've got to get to God and we've got to say, God, your word says this, you promised this, I insist, I believe, I'm going to remain there. And God tests our faith. Do you know that? The Bible says there are two things he tests, our love and our faith. Okay. So how does God test our faith? He checks whether we stay there despite sometimes the difficulty, isn't it? You know, and we got to keep pressing in. We got to keep believing. We don't mustn't change our confession, and we stand on His word until we get the result. Amen. Persistence in our faith will wear down the resistance of the devil until he finally gives up, and he will resist the devil. Submit yourself to God, and He will flee from you. Now, uh, I want to show you something from the story of David and Goliath. Goliath came against the armies of Israel. And he was a giant, as we know, and he was a champion of, of uh, the, enemy, uh, the enemies that were coming against the Philistines. They were coming against uh, the armies of Israel. All right? Now, watch this. I'm going to read to you from 1 Samuel 17, verses 8 to 11. It says, then he stood and cried out, this Goliath, he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel, and he said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And you, the servants of Saul, Saul was the king of Israel at the time, choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. That was his strategy. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me one man that we may fight together. Now, he didn't realize he was making a big fat mistake. Amen. Because he was a giant. I mean, his spear was like a telephone pole. That's what, what we understand. He was huge. And he knew that the armies of Israel didn't have giants. There were no giants in the armies of Israel. And he knew that very well. All these giants came from fallen angels and they were in the opposite, opposite camp, the enemies of Israel. So he says, send me one man. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of a Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, you need to understand when the devil comes against you, what is your greatest thing that you've got to fight? Fear. All right? He'll tell you you'll never make it. You, know, you won't get this job. Some of you listening to me, you've lost your job through the, thing, through, through the lockdown. He's telling you, you'll never get another job again. He'll tell you, you're not too old. Guess what? He's starting to sow seeds of, of fear. That's his greatest strategy, fear. Remember, faith is of God, fear is of the enemy. Whenever you see fear rising in your heart, just know this is not God. Amen? I've not given you a spirit of fear, the Lord told us, but of power and of love and of his own mind. So the devil, Goliath is a type of a devil, and so he uses fear. He says, you see how big I am. I mean, I'm like King Kong. You send me one man and just let's see if he can beat me. Totally full of pride. And, and you know, the devil tends to magnify himself. When he comes against us, we see this massive mountain sometimes. So words of fear on a persistent basis 
will shut you down. If you listen to what the devil is saying, it will shut you down because he persists. Goliath did this for 40 days, the Bible says, day and night. You know when you're facing a difficulty, what turns in your mind day and night? Am I going to win this? Will I have enough finances? Will I be able to look after my family? Am I going to get healed from this sickness that's hit my body? And, and when the devil starts putting these thoughts in your mind, day and night, you're going to start thinking about this. So the devil persisted a number of times. But when he tried to do that with Jesus, what happened? Jesus spoke the word. Jesus resisted every single temptation. Do you know that the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil? 40 days. You know, some of his temptations that are recorded in the Bible are not the only temptations Jesus faced when he was sitting in the desert. It's not recorded in the Bible, but for 40 days he was tempted of the devil. That's what the Bible says. Holy Spirit led him there to be tempted. All right? And the devil persisted and he resisted him. And what's recorded in the Bible, I believe, are not the only temptations of Jesus. Well, doesn't it say in Hebrews that he is not a God who is far away. He is one who sympathizes with us, being tempted in all ways, yet without sin. So it wasn't just, you know, three occasions. Those kind of show what happened to Jesus in a broad manner. But throughout his life, he had temptations on a daily basis, just like we do, you know? Yeah. You know, the enemy, if you have a call on your life, and everyone has a call on your life, and you're fulfilling that destiny that God has for you, the enemy will time and again come against you in order to take you off track so that you do not fulfill what God has created you to fulfill. So it's not just a once in a while. No, no. He's persistent in this. But Jesus resisted him. He said, it is written. What did he do? He used the word of God and he had faith in the word of God. He was persistent in his faith. Amen. And eventually the the devil lost the battle. And I want to tell you, those of you who are watching today, do you know the devil will lose the battle if you don't give up? If you persist in your faith, if you know the word, this is why it's important to put the word in your heart. If you know the word, the devil will eventually leave you alone. You need to be feeding on the word of God every day, isn't it? Amen? Because that's how faith comes. Bible says faith comes by hearing, the hearing by the word of God. We got to feed just like we do. We eat on a daily basis. Very few of us eat once a month. Amen? But when it comes to the spiritual thing, we forget. The word of God is our spiritual food and if you don't nurture your spirit every day with God's word you're going to become weak in the spirit and that's when the enemy can have his way against you amen now there is a wonderful uh, scripture there's two in fact which I want to read to you now we begin to transit now into the house and I've said to you you've got to resist the enemy you've got to be steadfast in your faith this, this, this is how you this is the how that we're talking about now the story of Samson and Delilah Judges chapter 16 and verses 16 17 says this and it came to pass when she that's Delilah pestered him daily she was playing the game of the devil with Samson she wanted the secret for his strength she pestered him daily with her words. 
And you know, that's what the devil does. Every day he puts that mountain in front of you and he says, you see, you'll never, you're not strong enough to overcome this. You will not make it. God has turned his back. You know, maybe you're fighting with, it, with, with something in your life that you can't get rid of. It's something that you know is not godly. And the devil says, you know what? God doesn't love you anymore. You've done this thing so many times. I want to speak to those who are stuck in... Um, in addictions of any kind, and you've been trying, and you, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's pornography. I don't know what it is that you're addicted to. And the devil says, you know what? You've done this one time too many. One, one time too many. Jesus, God doesn't love you anymore. He's turned his back on you, you know. And he will persist until you think, oh, God, I don't deserve your love. I don't deserve your grace. I don't deserve your mercy. If the devil gets you there, you've got to pick yourself up and say, no, the love of God never stops for me. God gave Jesus to die for me, not because of a sin, which, which is a weakness in my life, that he's not going to turn his back on me. And you've got to call on the grace of God to enable you to overcome this issue. And don't listen to the words of the devil. So Delilah pestered Samson daily so that his soul, the Bible says, was vexed to death. That means <laughs> he, he was discouraged. He was discouraged. His soul was crushed. That he told her all his heart. He gave in. He told her all his heart. And he said to her, no razor has ever come upon my head because that was his secret. His hair. For I've been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Do you, can you see what the persistence of the enemy did to a guy like Samson who saw the power of God working through him and he knew the secret, he knew his covenant, which was as a Nazarite, they had to keep their hair. That was the covenant that there was with God. Now we get into some more positive ones. There was a guy uh, called Bartimaeus, uh, sorry, Bartimaeus. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. Now that's the devil. You know, when you begin, I will, sometimes I rise against the devil. And I speak loud. I really do. I tell him the word of God. Because sometimes, you know what, the devil, I don't know if he's deaf or what, but he doesn't hear properly. Many warned him to be quiet. That they were inspired by whom? The devil. But he cried out all the more. He didn't give in. He didn't listen to them. He cried out even louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And you know what? If you read that story, because of his persistence, he received his sight. Amen. How many of you, even us sitting here, have experienced times where our persistent faith have brought something to pass in our lives? He would not keep quiet until he got what he wanted. What did he want? His eyesight. So like him, we need to remain persistent about God's word and promises until we get the desired results. So these are uh, some of the things that we have to do in order to win the battle. I don't know about you, but I hate battles. Do, do any of you sitting here love going into battle? You know, 
Amen. You find a guy that's twice your size and he challenges you and you take him on. Wow. I wouldn't choose to do that. If I have a way to get out of there, I probably would. Is that cowardice? No, I don't think so. It's wisdom. Amen. And, uh, and so it is. But remember, the devil is not twice your size, man. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The devil is tiny compared to God, isn't it? This is, this is where we need to start talking into how we, how we need to perceive ourselves. Because the issue is we are perceiving the, the issue, the problem. Right, it's the idea of Goliath is that he came out. It was a tactic, you know. It wasn't, you know. It's interesting that, you know, Goliath comes out as this big menacing foe, but he was taken down so easily. Now, the thing is, we know God is behind that projectile that hit Goliath, you know. But regardless of that, this is what the enemy does. He shows you something big and menacing, but there's no substance behind that thing. And so what happens is our eyes are constantly on that. What God is saying to us is that our eyes mustn't be on what the enemy is doing or the problem that's in front of us, but on the spirit inside of us. That was David's understanding because he looked at the armies of, of Israel like, why are you so afraid? Why are you so scared of this thing because he knew what you're saying, God inside of him was way bigger than this giant. And it's the same thing for us, you know, that the devil comes and he looks big. He looks like the problem looks massive. But what we need to be able to see inside of ourselves is how big God is, how, how strong the, our um, connection to God is, the covenant you were saying, the covenant that God has struck with us, which gives us authority over every work of the enemy, which gives us spiritual power to overcome any issue. That's the perspective change that we need. We need to be able to see within the size. Because sometimes the problem is very big, especially when it goes on for a long time. We're talking about persistence. The enemy comes out like Goliath came out every morning, every evening for 40 days. It was, it was persistent. It did not stop. And I think that's what we're really trying to say. Sometimes you feel like this thing never stops, this this addiction never breaks. The healing never comes. The problem keeps persisting, right? And it looks massive. And it does. I mean, honestly, can we say that there's never a time that we feel worried by a problem? Of course we do. And I think that's important even for us as pastors and, and ministers to 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 allow our congregation to understand we also feel that way sometimes, you know, because we do see the problem. We see the size of the problem. But now is where the active faith comes in, the active, persistent faith to say, okay, I see the size, I see the giant. It's bigger than the rest of us. But inside of me, there's something bigger than the giant. There's something bigger than the problem. And that's where we get our our strength to put our faith in God for. And that just reminds me of the scripture verse that says, speak to the mountain and say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and do not doubt because whatever you say will come to pass. And that's what you were saying is we've got to change how we're looking at things 
and say, yes, there's a mountain, there's a Goliath. But if I say what God says, then it's going to have to move because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Amen. And we're talking of substance you brought that up early on. Yes, I mean, the substance that the devil presents to you is in the natural. Okay. And if we keep our eyes in the natural, we won't win the battle. But the substance that we have is not in the natural. It's in the spirit, all right? And we have that substance, which is by far bigger than the natural substance, than the problem and the mountain. This is what Jesus said, you can speak to this mountain. You can just tell it to go. And if you believe, it will move. If you put your faith into the promise of God, that mountain will move. Well, we're going to stop here uh, today, uh, and next week we're going to uh, finish off this series on persistent faith. And we want to encourage you, during the week, make, spend time in the Word of God. There are so many ways you can study God's Word, but if you don't put the Word of God in your heart, and you don't know the promises of God, you got nothing to stand on. Jesus said, if your house is built on the rock, and that rock is the word of God, is your, if your house is built on the rock, when the storms come, that's the devil's attacks, when the wind blows and the rain beats against your house, it will stand. So we stand on God's word. We stand on God's promises.